What's going on, guys? Michael here, coming back to you with the Rocket REI Live podcast. Today's guest is Justin Colby. We had a fantastic interview. Justin is a veteran uh, flipper, wholesaler, coach. He's been in the game for 18 years, flipped thousands of properties. And over those 18 years, he's also been able to help hundreds of students do the same through his Science of Flipping program. Today, we talk a little bit about that, but more in involved with his uh, successes, failures, and just a ton of value here. You guys will want to make sure to tune into this, and we'll see you on the episode. All right. What's up, guys? It's Michael here back for your Rocket REI Live podcast. I have a very special guest with me today. Um, very excited to get this thing kicked off here. So, uh, Justin, man, welcome to the podcast. Dude, thanks for having me. It's a blast. The second you told me uh, or asked me if I'd be willing to, I absolutely said 100%. So happy to be here. Beautiful, beautiful. So uh, for anyone who's tuning in, uh, today is a live show. So we will have uh, questions to your answers. So make sure to put those in the chat. And then also share this out to a friend. Uh, let's let's get some people out here uh, to hear about this show and uh, let's let's get this thing going. So, man, for people who don't know you, Justin, um, let's take it way back. Like, when when did you get started in real estate? I, I say that like you're you're an old old man or something like that. But sometimes um, I feel it. Sometimes <laughs> I feel like I'm an old man with all you youngsters out here killing the game. Yeah, dude. Well, it's, you know, it's one of those things where you're the pioneer, right? Like you're leading the way. So like for people who don't know who Justin Colby is, man, yeah. who are you? How'd you get into real estate? Yeah. So I started 14 years ago. Um, I was broke, busted and disgusted. And so if you are trying to get into real estate, if you're just starting and maybe you're not financially like on the top of your game, don't worry. Because when I say I was broke, busted and disgusted, I lost my house to foreclosure. I was sleeping on my friend's house and to make matters worse, the repo man had to come repossess my car. Mm. So I didn't even have a car. Um, and so that was back in, oh, you know, six, seven, uh, got started cause I committed to it cause I knew I could be a amazing flipper. And, uh, so committed to becoming a real estate investor. I invested in coaching. So I actually borrowed $25,000 to invest in coaching from a friend friend is a godsend. Uh, and that's what really got me going, right? Because I didn't have any income. I had no money. I had no freaking car. But I just knew I could hustle. And the only thing I knew before I got coaching, the only thing I knew to do was call realtors. So quite literally, all I would do all day long is I would call 100 realtors a day saying I'm a local investor and I'm looking to buy good investment properties. And that's all I did every single day. And nine months later, I got my first deal done. Beautiful, beautiful. Man, I was just telling my wife, like, sometimes it takes your back against the wall before you can finally break through and have that success. So you were probably just busting it calling realtors because that's not like a very easy way to find off market deals. I mean, obviously, they're out there in that. But yeah. holy cow, like nine months and you kept pushing and then finally you got your first deal. What did that first deal look like? Did that come from an agent then? Yeah, it did. So as we all know, you know, agents were pretty skeptical at the time because obviously we're going through this massive crash and, you know, ultimately everything was a short sale. And so, 
you know, agents were like, well, we don't even really know what's going on. So it took me like hundreds of agents that I talked to before I could find an agent that would work with me and submit offers. Um, but even the agents that would work with me and submit offers, they would get it signed by the homeowner. But during that time, during this big crash, right, this is back in 2007, 2008, um, right, like the banks were making the decisions. All these homes were underwater. They were all being short sold. The banks didn't know what they were doing. So like to layer on being a rookie and not really knowing what I was doing, now the banks who were ultimately the sellers didn't know what the hell they were doing. So it was just a, it was a tough time. But listen, it got me, you know, you learn by doing, right? And so I learned a lot in that process. It took me nine months to get my first deal. I made $7,000. Um, and essentially, I just did a wholesale double close, though. I didn't really even know what I was doing. Um, and so, you know, I had a business partner at the time. We did a double close where my end buyer brought the funds to close my leg and his leg. Um, and we made seven grand. So he got 3500 I got 3500 And let's just say I was still eating hot dogs and top ramen, right? Because what is that? When you have no money, $3,500 doesn't exactly do a whole lot. Um, but like momentum does, when you catch momentum, like almost immediately after we got another deal and it just started to roll from there. Absolutely. So a lot of people who are watching this, you know, are probably going to be people who are looking either to get their first deal or people who are looking to break through that consistency. Um, you know, I titled it the science of flipping and how to get consistent deals um, because you have been very successful at that probably since then. And so what do you think like the key was from there? Was it just like faith to fact once you saw how that process worked? Or how, what do you think the key was to then consistently keep going and then scale that thing up? Yeah. So, I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with my belief and faith in, oh man, this really works. Now let's pour gas on it. But the other part was the coaching component. I mean, I borrowed $25,000 to get ahead of the line, right? And so I've always believed in that. I was raised an athlete. I've played sports my entire life and I always knew coaching would be able to get me better faster. So I made that investment in myself, even though I didn't have the money. There's a missing connect with a lot of people that like, oh, I can't afford coaching. Uh, it's a mindset. You yeah. think you need to have it in your bank, but there's a lot of ways that you can go afford coaching, right? Um, whether it's credit cards or maybe you sell your pool table or motorcycle or whatever, right? Um, it's a mindset about there's never a lack of resources. It's always, always, always a lack of resourcefulness. And so with the combination of that, right, with my belief system so high because I got my first deal done, and then the combination of a coach actually telling me, here's the path, just keep running down this path. Um, that's what just really kept me running, right? So first deal I did, or first year I did two deals, then six deals, the next year, then nine deals, the next year, 20 deals, the next year, 46 deals, so on, so on, so on. Um, and here I am 14 years later and I've done over 1800 deals. Beautiful. I knew, I knew when I made that caption today that it was more than hundreds. It, so you're in the thousands, man. You're pushing 2000 deals. That's absolutely, yeah. uh, inspiring to me. And I'm sure it is to a lot of the audience. Um, very cool, man. My wife and I were literally just talking about how important that self-development and the growth is. And sometimes you need a coach to be able to tell you and guide you throughout that process. I'm in the same boat as you, man. I, I did the $25,000. I didn't have it, but I, I was willing to figure it out. I was willing mm -hmm. to fail forward and, and, and that's what you got to do. And so that's absolutely incredible. Was there anything, uh, part of your process that, in that 
growth period where you felt you had a breakthrough or was it just the consistent effort that you kept putting out there? There's been a lot of breakthroughs, man. And I mean, 14 years, right? So there's been a lot of ups and there's been also a lot of downs. I mean, there's been deals I've lost a ton of money on and it's been awful. There's been a lot of deals where I've made a lot of ton of money and it's been great, right? But those are the the losses is where you learn, right? And so, you know, one, for instance, is I started developing 79 townhomes. I bought three acres of land, did the whole infrastructure, started developing 79 townhomes, got, for, got through the first 11, like it just, and then it started to unravel just a tough, tough deal for me, right? Like lost a lot, a lot of money, but it gave me such a learning curve, right? Um, another thing that I did really poorly is I did a million dollar flip. And I know uh, a bunch of my friends that are doing that very, very successfully. And I didn't. And it's because for 14 years, I've stayed at like under $300,000 flips. So I didn't do what needed to be done on this million dollar flip. And it cost me hundreds of thousands of dollars. And so um what I'll say, though, is all of those have given me perspective. So there's always the good. There's always the bad. What people need to understand is 95 percent of this is your mindset, right? Because people quit when they fail. And, and as an entrepreneur, you're going to fail a lot, a lot. Like I literally just saw a meme this morning from Michael Jordan, and it had like all these failures, right? Like I've missed 362 game winning shots in my career. I've missed them. I've right. And he just listed out all these things that he failed on, but he's still Michael Jordan. And who the hell remembers any of those failures? Right. And so that's the per perspective I take going into anything. And so there was never like a big aha moment. There was never this. It's just progression over time. And I harp this to my coaching students. Right. It's about progress. Right. Everyone wants to get out there. Justin, can you guarantee me I'm going to get a deal in 30 days? No. And I say, no, I cannot. Right. I can't guarantee in 90 days. But the reality is you could as long as you do the actions necessary that you need to take and you systemize those actions and repeat. You could do it. Right. And some people do it. Other people don't. Um, but the reality is it's about progress. Right. And it's always a, prog a transition of progress, even 14 years later. Right. Dude, that's amazing. I mean, I heard some really good things in there. I asked you about breakthroughs and then you're talking about your failures, but most times failure does lead to breakthrough. And totally. so um, I got to ask, like, do you mind talking about the development project? Like what sure. happened? What went south um, yeah, yeah, yeah. in there? I mean, it's kind of a long story, but I'll, I'll keep it short. I mean, the reality is I'm, I'm an open book, so I don't have any problem talking about my failures. Um, it all started with, I brought on the wrong business partner. The, the deal was brought to me by a developer. Well, that developer came to me and at the time I was 32, uh, and kind of the, so he was up in age, he was in his sixties. So he was kind of targeting the young, hotshot, successful kids, if you will, as a way to finance this deal he wanted to do. But essentially he was a snake in the grass. And I wasn't experienced enough to see it. Um, and long story short, throughout this whole process of developing and buying the land, I found all the money. I raised all the capital. Me and my business partner at the time did everything, right? Like he started doing the development side, but he was terrible at it. And all of a sudden we started recognizing our money was like leaving, right? And he was essentially embezzling money from us. Um, and so once that started, it started to trickle effect with the lenders, the lend, you know, they just got ugly fast. Um, and then, you know, our uh, sub, not our sub, our um, 
basically our what am I blanking on? I want to say sub so bad, but it's not sub. Um, superintendent. Okay. Uh, essentially, uh, he also wasn't really embezzling, but he was basically marking everything up and taking pieces of it. So I don't know if he's embezzling or, you know, so it just because they knew we were the rookies, right? They wouldn't have done that with a seasoned developer. Um, but we didn't really know what we were looking for. So mm-hmm. with all those things going on and the cost of the development in us, meaning me, I was cutting checks every month for the debt, right? We had debt, just like any other loan, we have debt. So we're having massive outlays every month of like 20, 30, $40,000 of interest payments, right? Going to these, because the dollar amounts are huge, $11 million loans, et cetera, right? Um, so, you know, I'm carrying that debt while still flipping, while still, you know, wholesaling. And so essentially all the money I was making wholesaling and flipping was going to this project. So I was not making really any money. So it just, and it was tearing me and my business partner apart and it just got ugly. And so we ultimately had to call our lender. Uh, The main lender was like a private guy. He came in with a lot of money and I said, dude, we got to let go of this project. And I don't know how you want to be a part of that or how we can all work together. And he obviously did not love it. It was not a fun conversation, but it was transparent. It was honest. Ultimately, I think even though we lost the deal, we left the deal. He ended up like staying in the deal and bringing on a developer and like made a lot of money actually. Wow. Um, so he actually won, even though that first that month when we were doing all this, it was very ugly. Um, so I think he actually won and got paid off and, and everything was fine. Um, but I lost a lot of money, like six feet, multiple six figures within that. So I think it's just biting off more than you can chew. But the main lesson was don't chase the money. Yeah. Right. We saw a payday at the end of this. We saw like an eight million dollar payday to us and we chased it. We never developed before in our lives. Not only did we never develop before, we've never developed multiple properties. We've never had to work with the city to this extent. Like we didn't know any of this, mm-hmm. but we chased this payday because it was so big. So the big learning lesson is when you chase money, money runs. Yeah. Right. And so that was one thing. And the only other time I'll tell you, and I don't really believe we chased money because it wasn't like some massive payday, but doing the million dollar home, um, you know, it was a estimated $200,000 payday if, if we did it right, which was a good amount. And, you know, we, we had the money anyways, long story short, we were just out of our circle of expertise, right? And those two deals are the deals that we've lost the most money on, or I've lost the most money on. And, um, but that's just because we were we were going outside of what we were comfortable with, what we were good at. That's not to say you should always stay in your circle of expertise because I continue to kind of incrementally break out of it. It's when you just make a huge leap into something totally unknown. And, you know, that's where you can get hurt. Right. But incremental, you know, progress outside of your comfort zone is fine because that just expands your comfort zone. Yeah, that's there's some really good lessons in there, guys. Uh, keep the main thing the main thing until you're ready to move on to the the next big uh, adventure, and uh, maybe don't dive into it. But uh, with for you, man, like how did that affect your your wholesaling operation? Did it like take a huge like kind of slowdown of deal flow when you oh, had, yeah. had to take all your focus off there? Yeah, all of it. I mean, it slowed down deal flow, so it took away our focus. All the money we were making, we were paying out. I mean, it was just ugly. Right. I mean, essentially it it did not bankrupt us, but essentially it did. Right. Like we had to start from scratch again. 
right? Um, after our, so many years of doing well, we had to go back and kind of start from scratch, which is another great thing because it broke us through on reshaping our business. And at the time, I had a business partner. And so we were able to kind of take a step back, take a look and analyze what we did well, what we didn't do well, where can we pivot? And that allowed us to kind of build a, a something that you see today, right? The foundation of what you see today came because of that massive mistake of going into development. Man, so so good. Uh, thank you for being transparent on that because yeah. I always I, I want people to see like, hey, here's the reality of what can happen. It's not all you know checks flashing and cars and fancy stuff. Like this is the reality, guys, of sometimes what can happen. But I don't want to be depressing on here. Let's get into the meat and the potatoes, the good stuff of, sure. of why you guys are actually here today is because uh, Justin has absolutely mastered the science of flipping properties. And he literally has a program to teach others how to do that too. So, uh, man, can you talk to like some of the things that, uh, that you teach and maybe that are working really well today in such a competitive landscape out there? And like, honestly, man, like the most competitive market, let's be honest, like Phoenix, Scottsdale gotta be one of the most competitive markets in the country. Yeah. Happy to. I mean, you know, listen, there's, um, like I tell all my students, like if you just follow the recipe and actually execute on it, it works. The hurdle that most people find is they mentally, again, it's a mental game. They check out if they don't get the results they want after 30 days or 60 days. And that's just not the game. You got to have fortitude. You got to stay in it. But really what's working for us in terms of the deal flow that we get is pay-per-click advertising on Google and cold calling and text messaging. Those three things are by far bringing all the deals. And then we have a decent amount of business that we do with other investors, um, both locally and nationally. I think, um, what's it say, Wednesday? So, is it say Wednesday? Yeah, today's Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monday, we sold two deals for other investors, one in Dallas, one in Baltimore, Maryland. And partly that's because I, I am known, right? So people will come to me, hey, do you mind trying to see if you can sell my deal? I can't move it. And I can um, and so we have a business model that focuses heavily on being able to help other investors, students or others that are direct to seller. I don't want to confuse people and say, hey, bring me deals that are like, you know, has a daisy chain of wholesalers in the middle. I won't do it. Right. Yeah. That'll ruin our relationship quickly. But if you're a direct, uh, you know, investor that's contracted with a seller, I'm happy to see if I can get it sold. And so between that part of my business, the pay-per-click advertising, the cold calling and the texting. Um, we're doing anywhere from 10 to 20 deals a month, seven different states. Well, eight different states now because we just Maryland now is we just sold Baltimore. Um, and so, you know, it's awesome and it's a great business model. I think wholesaling, you know, part of what I preach is wholesaling to wealth. Wholesaling can bring in so much money that you can start to build wealth through rentals. But in between there, you can also start to rehab flip, which brings in more money, just takes a little bit longer. And then you can buy more rentals. And the reality is, that's my big impetus on my coaching is like wholesale your way to wealth, get the thing moving. And when you do, I mean, you can be clipping off six figures a month, pretty easy. I don't want to say easy. It's, it's work, but Mm -hmm. you can absolutely get yourself to a point of clipping off 50 grand, 60 grand, 80 grand, a hundred grand a month wholesaling. And then honestly, what are you going to do with that money? Right. I mean, that's where you want to start to build wealth and diversify how you're investing. And ultimately, we're all in this to be living on a boat somewhere and just be done with everything and just collect checks. Right. That's what we're all here for. So Heck that's yeah. really a big push. But dude, that's uh, that's so true. I mean, most people, it's like, 
how do I get started? I think wholesaling is the absolute perfect way to get started because once you find out how to find these off-market deals, you have all the options in the world. You can you can flip it, you can rent it, whatever you want to do. And if you have it down to a system, it's really just pushing off cash uh, once you get that thing going. So uh, I take it, you know, to, to do that many deals a month, Justin, you're probably making a lot of phone calls. You're really getting in the weeds of things and, and doing all that, taking, yeah. taking pretty crazy action. Yeah. And now listen, what you see today is a snapshot of 14 years of business, right? So do I do any of it? No. Yeah. No. Right. Um, I don't make a single phone call. I don't talk to a single seller. I don't contract a single property. I don't, but I have a business that does it. I essentially have like a CEO and a COO. They run the businesses uh, and businesses, meaning like one part is the acquisition side. One part is the disposition sales side. Um, and they, they work together to run them. Um, and then I have people under them. Right. And so uh, that's how the business is set up today. But yeah, I mean, we make, you know, tens of thousands of phone calls in a given week. We bring in hundreds of leads every single week into our business. And from there, we roughly convert 2% of all the leads that we bring in. Um, and that's pretty good, right? A lot of people convert closer to one. So as long as we're bringing those leads in, then we can convert more deals and just get more deals done. Absolutely. That's, uh, that's amazing, man. Um, so you got your CEO, your CEO, um, what, what, what else does it look like? I know probably acquisitions, maybe some lead management in there. Like who else, who else is running the, the boat? So leads uh, come straight to the acquisition specialist. So we have two full-time acquisition specialists. The COO acts as an acquisition specialist himself. Uh, we have two full-times. The CEO has another, um, you know, employee on her side. They are my two disposition, uh, specialists and they run disposition. Um, and then we have a transactional coordinator and that they fill all the paperwork, but, um, and then we're looking to bring on probably another one, but as a moment in time, that's really all you need, right? Like a five to seven person business as big as it needs to be. That does not include the cold calling, you know, the cold callers that we have, we have roughly 16 cold callers. So that doesn't include them because we outsource that to a company that does that. Um, but in my office and in, in, in my business every single day, um, those, that's how we're set up. Awesome. Awesome. So are you guys doing, you're doing things in seven states. Are you doing a whole lot in Phoenix area, Scottsdale? Yeah, I'd say half of our business is here in Arizona. Okay. So if we do, you know, I think last month, what did we do? 14 deals last month. Um, I'd say seven or eight of them were in Arizona and the rest were in multiple states. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Right on, man. So, um, are you seeing a lot of competition just from my own curiosity? And uh, hedge funds out there in Phoenix? Are you oh, guys of course, yeah. seeing that? Zillow, OfferPad, and all the actual hedge funds, 100%. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're experiencing the same thing. So Usually, and they've been here for four years, five years, right? So this isn't new to us. That's why you got to stay mobile. You got to stay flexible, fluid, right? Because things change, right? And so you got to be able to be fluid and be able to change with the times. Right, exactly. So are you guys doing any uh, virtual flips? I thought I saw a post on looking for contractors in like Ohio or something like that. Yeah, are you doing yeah. a flip out there? Yeah. So I'm buying and holding in other states. Ah. So I need contractors for the remodeling uh, remodeling component. Like today, I'm looking at one in Tulsa, um, Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's a great so market. like finding contractors out there. I have one I'm looking at. I don't know if I'm going to do it though. Cedar Rapids, Iowa. That would go into my rental portfolio. Um, 
I don't know if I'm going to do it or not. Um, but yeah, that's why I'm looking for contractors and connections in the other states is because those other states, I might start rehab flipping there. I'm primarily wholesaling, but buying and holding for sure I am. Yeah, man, don't don't tell people what those numbers look like because <laughs> those numbers are something else compared to like obviously me in Vegas or you in Scottsdale. Uh, yeah, dude. Love it. 100%. It's crazy out there. Like middle America is it's the area. Absolutely. And by the way, if you do decide to go to middle America, um, I flip all over Nebraska. So that's, I'm a buyer. I'm a buyer out there. Nebraska? In Nebraska. I, I swear to God, let me look at my leads. I think we just got a PPC lead in Nebraska. I can't even make this up. Okay. Well. New lead. Oh, it was in Missouri. Sorry. Uh, cl close enough. Close enough. Uh, Cameron asked, how difficult has it been to get a foothold in other markets that you're expanding to? Um, not difficult for me, but I also know the business really well, right? So um, it takes the same recipe that I talk about, right? Like you need a blueprint, you need to follow the blueprint. And if you do that, then you can gain massive traction, right? So uh, between networking and then just using the marketing strategies that I know work, not very difficult. But this is why like, not to come off, you know, and try to sell, but this is why coaching is so imperative. Like if you've, I always bring it to like, if you've never played that game and you try to go play the game, it's going to be difficult, right? Like if someone said, Hey, Justin, go play cricket. I've never played cricket. Right. And then not only go play cricket, Justin, become an expert at playing cricket. How the hell am I going to do that? Right. So that's why I always tell people like, but above all else, invest in yourself, get a coach. If it's not me, that's okay. But get a coach, right? Like invest in yourself, invest in your business, take the leap of faith that Michael and I have also taken. By the way, just so we're clear, this year already, I've already spent $50,000 on coaching. Last year, I spent $85,000. And I'm considering spending another $25,000 before the year is over, which I'm likely going to do. So last year, eighty five. dollars This year will be probably about seventy-five. dollars Like I still invest a lot of money in coaching because I can always be better too. And I believe investing in yourself. So if you're out there wondering, the answer is yes. Get a coach. If it's not me, that's fine. If it's me, great. But you need a coach. Man, that's that's really good, and I and I agree one hundred percent. I've I've spent you know my thirty five thousand dollars plus some sales training with John Martinez and you know some other different things this year. So I mean, I'm pushing fifty two, and uh, it's only going to catapult your business. You're only as good as the people you surround yourself with. And yeah. like, if, if I want to have a multi-million, you know, eight figure business, well, I should probably hang out with guys who have eight figure businesses. So, um, that's, that's wonderful advice. And, and Cameron also, I'd like to, I'd like to add myself, uh, as you know, I also am in several markets. And one thing that I learned a lesson on and Justin probably, uh, is going to laugh when he hears this because I kind of told him about how I was running a PPC campaign myself nationwide not nationwide but in several markets well i looked at the bill one month i'm like holy smokes like i spent a whole lot of money on that because i didn't really pay that much attention to it and when sure. i say a lot of money i mean i spent 30 probably 30 grand on on ppc in just one month across several markets sure and we were getting too many leads for our own good and we weren't converting those leads as good as we should have so there is a problem with getting too much for the sales force that you have and then also it took our eye off the ball. We, our main market uh, where we had 80% of our revenue did suffer a little bit. So one thing that I would say is have a hat in each 
or have a grip on each market or at least have the, the personnel to take care of those leads. Otherwise, there will be missing opportunities. And uh, we experienced that in probably June. And uh, we've refocused and then slowly started expanding again. And things are picking up. We got, you know, 12 to 15 under contract now and just moving forward. And uh, it, it's all because we refocused and recalibrated. But had are we not done that, UBC? we are, but we're not yeah. doing it on such a wide scale. Um, so you the, stuck to a handful of states. Yeah, we have it in just a couple states. Um, the biggest thing that I learned is I can't, I can't run the entire. I'm not running the entire business, but I can't do too many things at once and be really successful at it. I'm not a PPC manager. I'm not a campaign right. manager. It's pretty simple and straightforward, but like it just isn't what I care to you know focus my energy on. I would rather just hire somebody, or you know, eventually when I don't have a whole lot of other things to worry about, then refocus on that. For so, sure. yeah. yeah, you know, it's, it's one of those things, but um, that's how you learn. You know, I wouldn't have learned what that looked like had I not just went out there and, and did it. And so, uh, yeah, good question, Cameron. Anybody else have any questions for uh, Justin? Well, we got the wealth of knowledge here. Nobody. All right. Well, we'll keep going. Um, man, when it comes down to, you know, running a successful business, and you know making money and, and building wealth um i have to ask like how do you how do you do it what's your why and like what keeps you going yeah i mean so the what's your why that's a big question a lot of people in the entrepreneurial space ask um and my answer changes right so there's like seasons to life so my answer changes now but still is a little bit of the same like my why is to be able to create a financial life for me, my immediate family and family beyond that, that money is not an issue to do what we want when we want. Right. And so I think the generic answer people give all the time is I do it for my kids. And that that's the obvious. Like I have a brand new baby girl. She turns six months tomorrow. Congratulations. Um, yeah. And so the obvious is I'm going to do it for her and my wife that, and I don't want to take away from that, but I think there's a deeper answer, which will be, I want to make sure not just me, her and my daughter are all set financially. I was, I want to make sure that the people around me are good financially and, and I can make an impact in life. Making money is one thing, but making an impact is a totally different thing. And making impact is what fulfills my heart. Making money is fun and we do a lot of fun shit. Like I'm leaving next week, I'm going to Hawaii for seven days and money's not an issue and it's great and all that stuff. Um, but making an impact on my students and making an impact on other people and, and whoever's listening to that and making an impact on this show, like that's what fulfills me. So it's a combination of like financial and impact, right? So income and impact is, is my why. Um, but what keeps me going, man, is, is I kind of am in that entrepreneurial, serial entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial heart type of guy. Like, I love creating shit. So I'm a creator, right? If you've ever read, read the book Traction, I'm mm -hmm. the creative side, um, you know, and so it's fun. And again, you know, money is great and it's affording me to buy this, you know, million plus dollar home in Miami and Hawaii and all these great things. And I don't say it to brag. I'm just saying that's the end result of it. But the impact I can make and the fun I have while creating and then giving back to others uh, that's it. That's everything, man. And it's a very fulfilling life to do that. 
Yeah, man, I would agree. That's uh that's a great why, by the way. And yeah, you, you, you have a good point. Like the impact is what really keeps people like you and me going is like, how can we impact not just, you know, our own family, but many others. And so you've mentioned um, a couple different times and I want to talk about it because I think you have an amazing platform, an amazing thing going on, the science of flipping. So can you, for people who don't know what the science of flipping is, can you just talk a little bit about that and uh, kind of fill people in on what that is? I know you, you know, have the coaching there. Yeah, I started out as a podcast, then became a book. Um, and it was because a lot of people were asking me questions about how I was being successful. And so then it turned into a coaching program. And um, now it's something that people are seeking me out for because they want to get into the space of wholesaling their way to wealth, right? How to systemize and structure a true real estate investing business. And it's not just wholesaling. It's literally wholesaling to wealth. So that includes flipping homes. That includes wholesaling homes and includes buying rentals. Um, and so it is the complete blueprint. I mean, hundreds of hours of videos, but above all else, it's me holding the people's hands. We do two coaching calls a week um, for the entry level and for the more advanced is four calls a week with me. So you see exactly how I run my business. You're engaging with me every single uh, week. And, you know, that's the fulfilling part, man. It's so great to, you know, some of these people become my friends and it just, it takes it to another level of what we do and why we do it. And, you know, and I love real estate, right? And so, um, but, you know, when it comes down to it, I have other things that I enjoy and have passions for and invest in. Um, but it's because I can create that because I have a business that allows me to do it, right? My CEO and COO run the business effectively. Um, and so it's uh, the science of flipping really teaches um, and coaches the blueprint, right? Like not just hear some videos, but I'm going to actually coach you on how to be successful. Love it, man. And where, where can people uh, find out more about that? Yeah, go to the scienceofflipping.com. Flipping.com. Awesome. And then I have, I have my YouTube channel as well, where there's a ton. Like, if you want to get to know more about me, just go to youtube.com forward slash Justin Colby. I have hundreds of videos, and you can just start to, you know, vibe with me, see if I'm the right fit for you, see if I'm the right guy. Go to youtube.com forward slash Justin Colby, or you can go to my website, thescienceofflipping.com. Um, or even I have a giveaway. If you go to insider.thescienceofflipping.com, um, it is a free uh, wholesaling course, insider.thescienceofflipping.com. Hey guys, I told you I was going to be giving you some free value today. Justin literally just dropped a free wholesaling course. What more could a person want? Uh, man, thank you. Uh, that's yeah, man. much appreciated. So very cool. And you mentioned a book. I always like to just pick somebody's brain on like a business book, an entrepreneur book that really just changed their life. And I heard you mentioned Traction. That's a great book for the implementation. Any other books you'd recommend? Dude, I just finished a great book called Essentialism. Uh, it is amazing, especially for the entrepreneur that tries to do it all. And uh, Essentialism is unreal. So that'd be yep. it. I just finished it. Um, I'm right now I'm reading leaders eat last by Simon Sinek. Got that book right back there. Yeah, that is so far. It's great. Um, but essentialism really just kind of blew my mind. That was awesome. Yeah, I, I would agree. I read that to start off the year and it was a highly recommended book for sure. Cool guys. Um, anybody else have any questions, um, for Justin? Pick his brain, guys. This guy, this guy's got some good, good information for you. Anybody? All right, all right. 
let's see here. I guess, Justin, if nobody has any questions, I'm sure, you know, they'll think of it as I'm going over here. And if you do yeah. drop it, drop it in the comments. So, um, and by the way, share this out to some friends. Um, I want more people to, to, to know, you know, Justin's story. And then also, you know, obviously the value that he provided today. So if you did get value from this, uh, please make sure to drop a uh, comment, thumbs up, heart, whatever, and then share it out to some friends. And then also, Justin, um, yeah, man, uh, any final thoughts, piece of advice for anyone watching today? I think if anything, it's the believe it before you see it, right? Faith the fact type of idea. And then uh, just don't quit. And I know that sounds generic and you're like, oh, thanks, Justin. That's brilliant. But the reality is that, uh, you know, I've coached thousands of people at this point, And the only time they actually don't succeed is because they quit. Because this business isn't that difficult. Like it's not rocket science. It just takes work. So have determination, have fortitude um, and don't quit. Right. And, and if you do that, this business will run. Right. You will make life changing income um, if you have determination, fortitude, persistence. Right. And the ability not to quit, you'll crush it. There you have it. Beautiful, man. I mean, I, I think most people have heard that. I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, hear that time and time again. But how true is it? If you don't, you'll succeed. So, yeah, it's only everything. I mean, it's just only everything. Amazing. We'll have to do this again uh, down the road, but thank you, man, for coming on here. I really do appreciate your time. I know it's valuable. Do. So thank you. And uh, thanks for everyone for uh, watching today and uh, make it a great day and uh, have a good rest of your week. Peace.